I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Kayla McKinnon. Oh, my God. She's here live and in person, y'all. I am in the house. <laughs> back like she left something. Friends? I mean, I am old enough. <laughs> she really did leave something. She left something here in June. It was the last time she was here, we figured out. And she finally came back to get it. <laughs> Thank you for picking up your Tupperware, finally. <laughs> Friends! It's episode 300. Yeah. And the air horn does not do it justice. It really doesn't. I mean, we probably should have planned better, but also these are just arbitrary markers of time, so... No, I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's about planning. I think this is as much us as possible, which is no planning. <laughs> I think they want, they want us for you 300. Want pure, unfiltered... <laughs> Geek Down Pod. Unplanned Geek Down Pod. GDP. <laughs> GDP in the your, place. Your best friends. GDP in the place to be. Friends, if you want to listen to any of our other 300 episodes, take yourself wherever you get your audio content. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. Give us a rate review. Follow, subscribe. Because that will push push us up the algorithm, help us make new friends, and kind of get us on Spotify's radar. Because I'm here to tell you, Kate, I've, yeah. I've learned from a listener. Yeah. If you go to our page on Spotify yeah. and then click to shows like this, yeah. there are none. <gasps> what? There is nothing like this? We're not that unique. We're just not making enough of an impact on Spotify <laughs> for them to notice us. Shut up, Jordan. <laughs> but let's go instead with there's just nothing like this show. There's nothing like this show. So you're going to have to do the work. But not really. Because when you rate, review, follow, subscribe this program, episodes will be brought to you from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by someone who's been rocking with us since episode one, and he'll be with us forever because he's immortal. And that's your man's Chauncey Frostilicus the third, geek down internet elf. Oh my God, girl, he's been here all this time. All he wants to do is drop those episodes directly into your device. It is what he loves to do. Yeah, I think you know it's uh, it started out as like a side hustle. And it's just grown, grown to a full-time passion. Remember when, for the clip show one year, I thought I was going to chart the entire development of like Chauncey as a yeah. bit, and mm-hmm. I got about through about, about the fifth mention, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. No. I'm still hoping that one day someone will like d- like blow the dust off of this podcast, and like <laughs> it'll just blow up. Like, you know, you know how one-hit wonders just come on back, well, you know? Where, where are the... This is my entire life is trying to dig up music from decades past that no one has heard. Where are the podcast crate diggers? Yeah. Where are the people out there looking for the podcast that, oh my God, is that my new calling? Don't put that in my head, Caitlin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love dead media. I don't have the room to start collecting VHS tapes, but I can damn sure go looking through the dregs of SoundCloud for, for podcasts that time. never even got a proper, proper RSS syndication. I think, you know, it's got to be, we've got to give it that, you know, vintage like, 30-year thing. Um, but, I, you know what, maybe at the speed of technology, um, I mean, people are going to be doing it with Twitter, so maybe podcasts aren't, you know, far behind. Listen, speaking of, if you'd like to give us your suggestions for forgotten podcasts that we should check out, for the time being, just screaming through the death, <laughs> the death cries <laughs> of a giant blue bird, <laughs> we're still there for the moment. I really don't know if I'll be able to say that next week, but for now, 
twitter.com slash geekdownpod. That drop has never been more <laughs> more apropos. More sad. I definitely did not think this show would outlast Twitter. <laughs> And yet, here we are. Do you know the wildest part of that story? Um, okay. There, there are many. I was going to say, which okay. one are you going to go for? Okay, fair. There are many. Apparently, and I kind of knew this anecdotally, but like, Twitter is like next to line the go-to social media in Japan. Okay. And they use it for like their secondary authentication. Oh. For a lot of that shit. Like, you know, when you sign up for a new thing or something or yeah. some website or something and it's like, log in with your Facebook or your whatever. And you yeah. go, boop, it's like one click. Japan uses Twitter for that the most, oh. apparently. So if Twitter goes down, when Twitter goes down, ugh, you have, that's just like one thing that no one's thinking about, right? It's like a giant part of yeah. an entire country's it, online infrastructure is going to go down with it. It's, like, the, it's the interconnectedness of of the online environment that people, I mean, it, it, it happened over the last 10 years, more and more and more. Um, like for instance, if Google ever goes down, I'm fucked. Oh, I am. I am so fucked. I am fucked. And I know that they collect all my data and I know that they have like a whole little Caitlin tab full of research about all the things I click on and buy in shame. Um, but, uh, Still, I use Google for everything. See, like, and there was, like, a panic last week about, like, download your data on Twitter. And I did. I haven't even looked at it yet, but I downloaded my Twitter data. It took, like, four days for them <laughs> to send some zip file. I was like, what? I never bought anything through Twitter. They don't have my financials. They don't have any of that. So, I'm like, who cares? You want to see some tweet I wrote about complaining about the Dufferin bus in, like, 2012? You, you like, want to know what I think, like, my only tweet is? <laughs> Yelling at Funko. It was, it was Funko it's, it's yelling. It's, it's yelling at Funko about where you're fucking Janeway. You like went to war with Funko for like two weeks. And I am still waiting. Still waiting. I told you. It's probably your girl Kate. Your girl Kate Mulgrew's out there not giving the likeness rights for, I, but for the I Funko think you, you like sign those over whenever you do a show. <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's my face you're allowed to use on anything. Well, friends, if you want to donate... Three bucks to this endeavor so Caitlin can get a custom Funko Pop made. You can head on over to ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. I mean, even if you don't donate, we'll give you a blue check. We'll send one in the mail. It's just, it's just a blue check mark. It will, it'll just be a literal... I will, I will take a highlighter and I will put a blue check mark on it and we will send it to you. Yeah. That's a way better deal than $8. I think so. You can be Geek Down Verified today. $3. Wow. That's up top for that one. Thank you. See, when we're in the room, it's just a different vibe. It, it is a different vibe. It's free-flowing. It's delightful to see you. When I floated this idea, because I was in my peak podcast listening, probably through the days of, like, Grantland. So this was when I was listening to podcasts like Hollywood Prospectus, a.k.a. The Chris and Andy Show. There's another one called Do You Like Prince Movies, mm -hmm. which had... <laughs> Great title. Yeah. Um, which had Wesley Morris and Alex Papadimus, two guys who have both gone off to do a number of other great things. Um, or when you hear, like, Chris appear on other shows at formerly Grantland, now The Ringer. I always was fascinated by radio. I was always kind of fascinated by broadcasting. Not a lot of opportunity. In the place I grew up, I probably squandered any opportunities I had down there to really follow through on it. And I've always just kind of been enamored by the notion of like pirate radio, mm -hmm. which is Loki. What I consider this 
to be. Yeah. And I knew if I was going to do it, and I've told this story before, but then I realized that I told this story before like four years ago on like episode 100. Yeah. So, so some of y'all may not know it. Um, when I got it in my head that I could maybe do a podcast, I had the stuff, I had the tools to be able to do it. I'd done podcasts before at a paper I worked at and it was much more cumbersome, but as like hosting and stuff became more affordable. And I decided I wanted to give it a shot. There was only one person I wanted to do it with because it has to be with someone. I don't know. The best pod, the podcasts I like the most are the ones where you can tell the people had a relationship before they sat in front of the mics. And I think that's what has kept our tens of listeners uh, on board you know, I all might this even, time. I might even say dozens of listeners. Dozens. At this point. Good, good gracious. That's, that's, I refuse to believe that. But, um, I definitely, when my biggest concern when we started was like consistency, <laughs> I was such a dick to her at the start on oh, some man. like, on some like, I'm not fucking doing this if we can't do it every week. And like real talk, y'all, there are a few people I knew at the time who tried to hop on this train. Yeah. We're the only dummies still going. Yeah. The only dumb, only but, dummy still going. But, and, and, and this is. I think, again, this speaks to the fact that we have a relationship outside of the podcast. We do this for fun. And I think people know that. And I think that's why people keep on coming back is because this is like, this is, you're literally sitting with us while we hang out. <laughs> like that out. is like, but we, you can tell sometimes because you like, you guys are meandering <laughs> because this is not like, we don't have it on paper. We don't have an editor besides no. Jordan. And sometimes maybe we should. Um, but you're hanging out with us and we really feel that way. And we think that people who listen to this podcast are pretty freaking cool people. Um, and, and we we're so glad you come back every week. Yeah. Like for better or for worse, when I'm sitting in front of this mic, I'm having a conversation for you and like three other people in my head. Like <laughs> yeah. that's, that's about it. And I'm delighted that there are people besides those four yeah. <laughs> who want to keep coming back to this and think we have, you know, enjoy the takes, shall we say? Yeah. Um, never thought, We'd be sitting here talking about our 300th episode. That's kind of wild to me. but It is wild. Um, and honestly, probably... No, I think the count's technically right. Because we went back to legacy numbering after. Yes. Well, I think it's... it's Technically, I think it's more than 300 because of our, like, ABC, <laughs> like, during the, the our, po- pandemic. Our six, our six months of episode 199. So those were <laughs> yeah. a great bit, y'all. Frankly, I will ride or die for... Inarguably, the best day of the podcast was that day we went to TCAF. I don't think anything's ever going to top that day. But no. definitely the run of 199s was definitely probably, <laughs> my, my in my heart, my favorite run yeah. uh, of the podcast. Um, friends, when I get the Mastodon set up, I'll let you know uh, where we're at so you can let us know your favorite moments Amazing. of the podcast. It is November Crapathon. We have a Tommy Lee Jones double bill coming for you Yeah, in the back half. Um. Kate, I do have a problem, though. Oh, no. What is your problem? It's, you, you know what the problem is. I, I, you know what? Honestly, I was going to say, which one? I have the... How, how do you know? How hey, is there hey, just hey, one? Hey, God. What a cool guy you are! <laughs> it's the same problem it always is. The sound okay. of sickness. I... Minding my own business. I hit that point every November where yes. I feel like, you know, the the the... Um, shine. I reach a slowing right of the collecting. Yes, 
Um, the shine comes off a little bit. Not even that. I just, maybe I got something that I never thought I would have or just like, you know, I, co- I copped something last year. I think it was the, uh, like a seven inch by Sala Kurokawa, who I like never, never thought I would see and got it for a decent price. Um, but I was like, that's good. That's the moment. Yeah. And I'd already felt that this year there's a uh, Japanese hip hop artist called Pun P, who I greatly enjoy. Okay. His first album is getting uh, repressed for some event in Japan. And HMV is back up and running internationally again. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'll get that. Pre- I'll pre-order that. Yep. Again, that's the thing I never thought I had. That's a wrap. Yeah. I'll be done with it. Caitlin, the thing I didn't need in my life, which has come recently, are dedicated anime vinyl soundtrack groups on Reddit and Facebook. Ah, yes. The messages you've been sending me. So it was Anime NYC yeah. this weekend in New York, big anime convention. Um, and one of these little boutique record labels, mm-hmm. um, all the anime, I believe they're called. I think they're out of the UK, but they had a panel dropping their announcements and there were some things in there i was just going through the they had the little slides up on the uh the anime vinyl collectors facebook group yeah i was like oh little witch, little witch academia okay that's cute yeah you know whatever yeah re-zero not a show i ever watched but i'm sure it means a lot to some people mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. place further than the universe that yeah. show about the girls who went to antarctica i was mm-hmm. like i need to finish that show number one and number two i don't remember the music being any good that's fine yeah there was a penguin involved right uh probably yeah and this is all fine fine okay that's cool and then the last panel, Caitlin, I don't even know how to feel about it because it's not a thing I ever would have thought to hope for. Right. Because I didn't think anybody, any label was going to hit me with, hey, champ, here's a wax pressing of a 30-year-old anime that you love. So we're just going to do every Macross Plus soundtrack. You know, all four CDs you bought at Anime North in 1999. Yeah. We're going to press those up on wax for you pristine beautiful wax including the ep that has the song where Samu is like you know falling in the plane through the atmosphere to get to work get to the get to work to get to earth so he can like so, save myung from sharon apple so what you're saying is fans of the podcast work at this place that makes vinyl pressings of anime soundtracks i mean macross plus y'all putting out a macross plus soundtrack in this economy? <laughs> Don't you know we're heading for a downturn? I mean, and frankly, like, who besides me is buying? Apparently a lot of people. That was the one call out. Apparently yeah. a lot of, well, I mean, it's Facebook, right? So it's a lot of old farts. It's mostly the old farts who are yep. like, yep. I can't believe they're putting out Macross Plus <laughs> on vinyl. Interest rates are too high for this. <laughs> My cholesterol's not, I don't have the cholesterol for this. Um, So just... I'm like, really? And they're all on Spotify, so why don't you just listen to them there, Jordan? Shut up. Um, That's not the point. <laughs> it's really not the point. And I have I have valid explanations for anyone who wants to go down that road with me. Caitlin. Stop <laughs> looking at me. I have maybe brought it up a couple times. More than a couple. Um, no idea when that's dropping or what it's going to cost me when it happens, but I just... Because I also thought it was the Pun P and my Persona 5 yeah. re-release box set that I bought in, I checked I checked the statement, December 14th, 2021. Yeah, not that long ago. I put the pre-order, yeah, not that long ago, <laughs> damn near a calendar year, <laughs> I put that in. Should be rolling in sometime this week. By the time you're hearing this podcast, I should be uh, I should be filming my little uh, unbox video for that so I can stun on Instagram. Not that any of the crate diggers I follow on Instagram care about my little video game soundtrack. No, they that do I'm not. I'm super amped for. 
Um, but see, that's what's most important is that you're excited for it. You don't have to stump for anybody else. And that's... It brings you joy. It really does. You know, Mary Kondo, she would be like, yes, it brings you joy. You know, it doesn't bring me joy, Mary Kondo? The 900 copies of your new book, I have a major Canadian retail. But <laughs> <laughs> I've had to find space for. Friends, if you have somebody if you have somebody looking to redecorate and live their best life, buy them that book so I get it out of my store. So, yeah. No idea when that's dropping. This, this is my first Yoko Kano. Yeah. Macross Plus was my first Yoko Kano. Friends, Macross Plus is a show we talked about, Lord. Speaking of look back nostalgia vibes to commemorate episode 300. I don't even know what episode. There were probably two digits in the episode count. Oh, yeah. When I gave it to you because it was one of the like first manga video bottom row at Music World <laughs> on the v- <laughs> bottom row of the video shelf uh... at Music World. I was like, what's that? Macross? I remember that. And then I watched it and went, everything about this is fantastic. Um, and the music especially. Some of it has not aged well, mm-hmm. I will say. <laughs> I was listening to the one song I remember really liking, and it's so, like, Japan's idea of, like, a Euro dance track in 1996. I'm like, this is not oh, no. I thought this. Oh, went, no. I thought this went so hard when I was 19. <laughs> but you know what? I think that's good, because I don't always think nostalgia is great for people. <laughs> so sometimes, taking another look at the thing you love important still finding that you still think some of those songs are heat rocks very important i still like listen i still some of them still go in i was listening to it on the way into work today somebody amassed a playlist of like every song that will be in this box set yeah and some of them still like gave me chills because i haven't heard them in like 20 years right Mm -hmm. like i Mm -hmm. forgot they were on spotify they were not the go-to songs that i remember from the soundtracks but when they hit i was like "Oh, oh oh i remember that one um, and that is like, listen, that's as much as people don't necessarily believe this. <laughs> I know, I know I don't need every record. Um, he says that, <laughs> but it is, it remains, you know, the most curated thing I've ever collected. Everything in there like means something. Uh, to, and it'd only take him a month of straight listening to listen to them we all. We did that math and that's, that's completely reasonable. <laughs> sickness everyone the sickness. the sickness thank you you've 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 loved watching this develop over the, over the course of this show haven't you y'all <laughs> my god you were you weren't even married when we started this show that's right did you still live in you still lived in toronto when we started the show yeah i think i moved very quickly after it after or maybe a year into it i can't quite remember my god i've gone yeah. through marriages and new jobs and book writings and yeah and Right. What was the one thing I'm forgetting? Right. Pandemics. Yeah. There was a that whole thing. pandemic. There was that thing. Canceled Japan trips and the excitement of going to Japan and the tragedy of not going. And yeah, it's just, it's been a ride, kid. Yeah. It has been a ride. And not a single interview with anybody up top. Cheers to that. Chink. Um, At one point we thought we would do interviews. Yeah. Someone was like, you know, if you really want to get popular, do interviews. And we were like, mm, nah. Maybe. More or less, I'm coming for you one day. You are the ideal guest for the show. And one day I will have you on the show. I swear to God. He makes Doctor Who rap mixtapes. Who? <laughs> More or less. Oh, I, you did, I it was like, who are you talking oh, to you now? I thought I was using the phrase. Yeah. <laughs> no, more Toronto rapper, more or less. Uh, indie rapper. And Beatmaker, who was also a crazy sci-fi fan. and Amazing. Those make, things go together so well. They, so. they really do. And I really want to talk to him about his journey, his journey one day. So maybe we'll do that. 
<sighs> but anyway, friends, however long you've been rocking with us on this journey, we appreciate you. Um, friends we have made either through that uh, hell site <laughs> that I still am waiting, waiting through. Mm-hmm. Although, listen, the Cheeto's coming back, so I think that's... I immediately... I immediately blocked and muted. I'm thinking yeah. maybe that was my probably my mistake last time. I did not block and mute. And right. like it's funny, I was listening to uh uh older episodes from uh twenty twenty. This time of year twenty twenty mm-hmm. when the election had happened, but not the aftermath. Right. Um there was all kind of that like collective sigh and I remember saying like I just to live in a world where I don't have to hear this man's voice every day anymore is just it's too good essential to my mental health yeah. and so when when you know Elon put it to the people last night oh yeah let's get the racists involved they're always fair and, and let's have a twitter vote to decide if the most violent divisive figure ever to use this platform should come back you know the guy who incited a riot um so that's even being delicate the guy who incited an insurrection let's let him come back um the people have spoken Including bots and races. So, yeah. Uh, it was still like 48 51, I think, was the was mm-hmm. the split. Um, and even though Elon had said uh, no suspensions would be revisited without lengthy, you know, committee talks and whatever, I'm sure any peop- anybody who was on the committee probably decided they didn't want to go hardcore. Yeah. And, and, and also, Elon Musk is, is the worst. So there's that. I remember when he started selling flamethrowers and me being on this podcast saying like, I think all you Elon people need to come and check on your mans. <laughs> like, also his car set on fire. His car so set on fire. And be careful. like, <laughs> also he has never made anything in his life. He's got this, he got the reputation of being like a, a tech visionary or whatever. I did not even know he didn't even invent Tesla. <laughs> he just joined the board and ousted the other guys. Yeah. Anyway, allegedly, allegedly. Don't sue me, Elon. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly, allegedly. I'll I'll just make a burner account and start posting memes on it. Because he really hates that more than anything. Yeah. Anyway. The point is, thank you, friends. We will... The good ship geek down. (laughs) Trucks on. Sails onward. Sails onward with only uh, moderate breaks in the summer months so we don't murder each other. Because it's really hot in here. You're fine now. You haven't been in here a month. You were complaining it was too cold earlier. Yeah, but you get real snotty. I get snotty? When it gets hot in here? I do. <laughs> I love that you couldn't even, you, you were going to argue and then you were just like, nah, she's right. I do she get displaces snotty. so much heat, y'all. Yeah. You don't even know. Her presence just immediately <laughs> requires me to like take it down to <laughs> a tank top and basketball shorts with a rag on my head. Yeah. Just soaking up that sweat. Anyway, if there was anything that was going to sum up the Geek Down experience, it's the utter lack of news out there in the world this week. We have nothing to talk about. I remember those days when we used to have news. That's all stopped. Basically, uh, a pandemic happened and no one knows how to report news anymore. And we just kind of stopped caring. Apparently, Chris Hemsworth is going on a uh, hiatus from acting. I saw that. Yep. Um, also, somebody posted... I have not watched this movie, but somebody posted the uh, final scene to Love and Thunder on on the health site this week. I've not seen that movie. Yeah. I saw that scene and realized I'm not going to watch that movie based on that scene alone. I can't remember the last scene, but I think I I don't know. He's like like running with a little girl and like Mm -hmm. Taika's doing narration 
and Sweet Child of Mine is playing, and I'm like, what is this movie? Yeah, it was as as we we talked about on the podcast. It was even though you hadn't seen it, with the vibe was that like he did a really good job with Ragnarok and then they did the thing where they didn't give him enough notes. Just, just left him alone. <laughs> Which, sometimes good and sometimes not so good. Sometimes bad. Yeah. So, definitely Love and Thunder is not a movie you need to see. Yeah, not, not moving that that one up the queue. No. Um, but since we are back to format this week, this was Caitlin's decision. She wanted to go back to each of us bringing in an item for Crapathon. Just wanted to like, you know, revisit the old format. Just, you know, a kind of like, hey, remember when we used to do this? I'm so glad we do it another way now. <laughs> I'm so glad I only have one thing to watch every week. There's only so much Tommy Lee Jones a man can take. And just media in general. Like you can see even by my list, it's so much shorter than usual <laughs> because... Say, we did not watch Love and Thunder, but what else did you manage to find time for when you weren't watching Tommy Lee Jones movies? Um, So probably the... Two things that are, are old, but I thought I'd, I'd mention them is um, we're doing a rewatch. Uh, our friends haven't seen it, but of course, senior correspondent Chris and I have. I'm doing a rewatch of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, okay. And I think I mentioned at the time when I was watching it, it is a show, which this doesn't happen very often anymore, but th- it's, a, it's a show that I would happily rewatch. Mm-hmm. And partially because there's just so much content and partially because I think a lot of things these days... You just, you're like, no, I don't need to rewatch that. Um, I don't know what that is because, I mean, gosh, we still rewatch things from, what, the 80s, the 90s, right? Like, how many times have I seen Fifth Element? Um, but it, it was definitely something that we finished the series and Kate, I was like... Kate? Yeah. Fifth Element? Yeah. It's love. It's love. It's love, it's y'all. love, guys. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we did, a, we started a, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds re- rewatch. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It, the first two episodes, definitely the weakest it starts to get so much better after that. Um, and I like to remind people that I know you love TNG. Try rewatching the first season. All right. <laughs> just, just hold all your like, oh, man, Dick Picard was the best <laughs> Dick Picard and no beard Riker and yeah, rainbow shirt ensign or he wasn't even ensign at the point at that point um uh what was the doctor's name and her son crusher crusher wesley crusher wesley crusher the person who picard was the dick to the most shut up wesley shut up wesley so i watched that um i wanted a fun mystery show i might have mentioned but i continued watching monk um which is an old like i don't even know very like very uh on like cbs show like it's it's, very terrestrial television yeah um and it's it's you know problem of the week i don't have to think about it afterwards it's not gonna make me question everything i know (laughs) it's literally just like i know who the bad guy is at the beginning let's see how monk solves it right like and caitlin you're you're neglecting the most important part what shalom (laughs) (laughs) yes he's great in it it's a lot of fun. It's just fun. It's just stupid fun. Um, and I, you can pick any episode. You don't have to like start at the beginning. You can just like, okay, eighth season or however many seasons <laughs> they had. Just like, boop, I'll watch this one about like um, a cheerleader or watch this one about 
the time he had to pretend he was a doctor or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then finally, I it came up on my Netflix suggestions. And I remember Jordan talking about it. And I started watching Extraordinary Attorney Wu. I don't know if I have anything appropriately celebratory for that, friends. I've watched the first two episodes. It's great and silly and so many whales. I do not know. I don't know how Jordan Ferguson, the man who is famously afraid of whales and sea creatures of all kinds and the sea, did not immediately turn it off because there are so many whales, especially at the beginning. Um, It's a lot of whales, yeah. (laughs) But um, but it's really good so far, and it's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, and then of course the thing that we always save to the end, Andor. But I really don't even think I need to set the timer this this week because yeah. it literally Andor's rad suffices. It was kind of a I thought it was kind of a throat cleary, not even a throat clear, but like a it's a reset. It's a relaxed. Yeah, it's an exhale, and and it's also setting up things for the final episode. Yes. So and but the, but it's it that's fine. Got, yeah. You, you got to see where all the money went this season on Luthen's fucking uh, lightsaber wing uh, <laughs> transport ship. Also, you know why he needed all that money. <laughs> yeah, I, but twofold. Where yeah. the money to produce the show went during that scene. And where and, the heist money went. And where all the money on the heist went, yes, for, for Luthen's uh, impervious... The ship you would build if you were uh, a 12-year-old and yeah. given all the toys in the toy box. Yeah. I was like, let me put some stuff that'll get me rid of a tractor beam and let's just have lightsabers come out of the side of it. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and then you also got a twist in the form of uh, fishing aliens. <laughs> what was the twist there? Just that they let them go? The, or? Yeah. That they that they hated the Empire and they weren't going to turn them in for a thousand credits or whatever. They were just going to they're just gonna help them out. But that's the thing, as we always say, that's the thing this show is doing that Tony Gilroy was on Chris and Andy again uh, the other week, specifically to talk about 10. Um, Like the notion that like, because it's a television show, there's room to have those conversations to be like, yeah, of course these guys hate the empire because they built a fucking prison in the middle of their, you know, ocean and fucked up their fishing. Like, yeah. um, Cause these things, and it's goes back to like, say what you will about the man. Kevin Smith wrote the monologue in Clerks, where Randall just talks about what happens to the janitors on the Death Star. Yeah. Doesn't seem like they should need to get blowed up. Like, yeah, um, the thought for the details in this greater universe that yeah. you've set up, and uh, I also want to take a moment to shout out uh, Genevieve O'Reilly, who plays Mom Mothma, and yeah. was just on fire in this episode. She gives the best faces. Um, because she low-key only has one face because she has to, like, just keep that face the entire time because everybody's the, watching for you her You see face. the, like, muscles under, you know, her skin flinch or twitch or... Yeah, so yeah. when it, when it, when that cracks in this episode because, yeah, we mentioned last week there was this weird touch of Game of Thrones where, like, the culture she comes from sets up arranged marriages pretty yeah. young and the, mm-hmm. the guy who was maybe going to bail her out financially kind of wanted to set that up with her daughter and she, first she was like no and now she's like uh, might have to yeah. um wow this really fucking sucks for yeah. me as her mother um to watch that it's not a veneer but that you know resolve sort of crack in front of her is it her sister yes yeah. actually her sister yes. um who's working much more 
actively in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. She was on the, I can't remember the planet, but on the heist, she was on the heist. She was one of the leads on the heist. Um, again, it's, it's another version of that thing with the Luthan and Lonnie speech from before where it's like, just because you're out there, you think you're out there on the front lines doesn't mean that the other people involved in this are not sacrificing yeah. just as much as you are. Yeah. What other show is having these conversations? Yeah. And also just like, hopefully the show incites us all to rebel. Um, <laughs> possibly, um, to that end as well, that's, I guess that's one piece of news that I heard is apparently ABC is going to show the first two episodes of Andor on uh, sometime really? in December. Yeah. That's different. This is, this is Bobby Chapes's uh, decision. Um, who knows if this is just, if this, who knows if this is a move to, if what we've heard about the level of eyeballs on it are not as high as like the, something like the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but the Mandalorian didn't get, didn't get shown on ABC. regular ABC. Um, and this is not eight o'clock ABC type stuff either. Like, yeah. the, lest we forget the first episode involved uh, a Imperial cat house and the bludgeoning murder of two yeah of two guards um so yeah it'll be interesting to see if they edit it if they just let it fly but just it's uh if you have not seen and or at all because you don't have children (laughs) and therefore do not necessarily have disney plus although should be said disney plus is a better deal in canada because we do get the star slash hulu stuff i need to see if atlanta the fourth season of atlanta's on there yet um but definitely Andor's rad yeah. If you remember nothing else from the last 300 episodes, it's that Andor's rad. Andor's rad. What else do I have that I want to talk about? Um, watching or, re- you know, revisiting Macross Plus. Yeah. Because of the soundtrack announcement reminded me that I have never actually seen the original Super Dimensional Fortress. Super Dimensional Fortress? Something Fortress. SDF Macross. I, I like Super Dimensional Fortress. The, it might be that. Um, the, the OG Macross show, um, which went for 36 episodes in like the early 80s, 83, 84, somewhere in there, and got repurposed into Robotech in America. Um, <laughs> Amazing. I did not watch Robotech when I was a kid, mm-hmm. because to me it was like, these aren't Transformers, fuck them. <laughs> um, it's just a plane that turns into a robot. BF, BFD. Gross. And I never watched it. Um and then there was a hot second where, like, Amazon had it for a while, but now Amazon doesn't have it anymore. And it doesn't yeah. seem to be anywhere. I found a YouTube channel that's got the whole 36 episodes. And I've been making my way through that. Um, it's basically some giant ship crashes into Earth. Yep. Um, Earth gets their shit together and kind of forms a planetary government to restore this thing and repurpose it. Mm-hmm. And the aliens come back for it. Or the thing was a booby trap. You don't really know. But now they are just kind of foisted into intergalactic war. Amazing. Um, and they have also built these, these Valkyrie, uh, planes that have like, can turn into robots and also has a weird thing where I know J-pop will save the universe. I, I know that's the music always played a huge part in Macross. Oh, so the fifth element is music, not love. (laughs) If Lynn Minmay puts love into her music, then. Oh, (laughs) por que no los dos. So I've been watching that, and I mean, it's an 80s-ass anime, but yeah. is the tropes are the tropes for a reason, man. Cool cool senpai. Cool senpai Ray, will always be cool Ray, Fo- Ray Fokker, that's his name. <laughs> Roy Fokker? Ray Fokker? Something Fokker. General Fokker. Um, 
He's the one that's got the skull and crossbones on his Valkyrie. Amazing. Cool ass, cool ass motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Jesus is probably going to die by like episode 18, but <laughs> anime, y'all. Um, what else I get into? Witch for Mercury took a break last week. Okay. They ran a clip show, so there was no episode. I was furious. I watched the latest episode today and was immediately forgot everything I was mad about because that show's fucking great. I haven't kept up with it, but I keep on thinking about it. He's hitting me. Back to it. Ah. I will. <laughs> That's why she never comes back in person because I end up hitting her. I, we hit each other. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah, Witch for Mercury. Mobile Suit Gundam, the Witch for Mercury is... I'm just on a giant robot kick this fall, apparently. Just all, give me all the robots. Um, I told Kate about this, and she was like, stop breaking things. You stop it. <laughs> she can't work the new laptop. Um, and she was like, because as, as is always the case, Kate gets here, and it's like, what have I been watching on YouTube? Let's take yeah. Kate through my YouTube history, <laughs> which is really a really weird tradition we have, but it's usually where I consume most of my things I think are cool, and mm-hmm. I want Kate to know about. Like new jeans. <laughs> Kate knows about new jeans now, so that's really all. I'm going to say I know about new jeans, unfortunately. How dare you? No. Okay. So, yes. New jeans is the K-pop group of the moment. They are fresh out of the clone vat, as Caitlin would put it. Like, it it, it makes... It's nice to be like, as Jordan, as Jordan put this, what the kids are into these days. <laughs> like, I'm fine to keep up on that, but also... They are so young. They just plucked them out of the ground. Purely an audio phenomenon for yes. me. I don't need to watch any more videos from from New Jeans. But the songs on that EP are going. That EP is going to be on my fifty things that made the year. Yeah, worthwhile. And if you're if you're kind of like, well, what's it like, Kate? Um, if you're old like me, it's like All Saints. Remember that band? <laughs> they are wor- they are working a very clear late nineties, early two thousands vibe. Yeah, and I mean, Kate. He's doing the dance move, but we now know both know how to do it. It's the only thing we can do, but we'll do it. Yeah, it's absolutely the only thing I can do. Yeah, and I can only do it for a very short period of time. Because um, then we get winded. Because we're old. <laughs> Is that, that's what we're saying. Kate knows about new jeans. It's very important. Uh, but then there was something else in the, in my history where I was like, "Oh, I'll explain that in the pot." And she said, "Have you gone all the way to old man? Mm-hmm. Y'all, someone cute loves Jeopardy. Okay, fair. Loves Jeopardy. Yes, institution in her house. Absolutely watches it every night. Yep." I loved watching it with her mm-hmm. when I was around. When I, if I was with her, I loved watching Jeopardy with her. It's very nice, very enjoyable, enjoyable way to spend the half hour. Mm-hmm. It's kind of synergy. Yeah. And then when she moved, she cut the cord. Oh. Just streaming. Okay. And for a hot second, Jeopardy was impossible to find online. Right. Because it's really dependent on if anybody thinks it's worthwhile to pirate. Yes. <laughs> You're going to get any ad clicks. Yeah. From your Jeopardy bootleg. <laughs> Turns out not many people felt that way. But then I don't I don't know. I gave it another try, did another dig. I found the hookups. He found it. I found the sites. I think they get around it. They post like that day's episode for like twelve hours. And it's gone. And it's gone. And then they delete it. So they stay ahead of the Jeopardy cops. <laughs> <laughs> It is the Tournament of Champions right now, y'all. Ooh. And they are doing a best of seven. <gasps> it's phenomenal. <laughs> Fuck your World Cup. Fuck your life. Bing bang. You're all amped for the World Cup. I need to know how the Jeopardy Tournament of is Champions is. that Canadian are. girl on it? No, she got knocked out. No, she didn't. Matea got knocked out. They had oh. an exhibition game oh. between Oakland Amy, as we call her, <laughs> um, Amy Schneider, who has the second longest streak ever, mm-hmm. only just behind Ken Jennings. 
Um, we love Amy. A guy named Matt Amodio, who I think had the next run. It was like basically the second, third, and fourth. Matea from Toronto yeah. has got the fourth uh, fourth longest run. If I've got this wrong, someone cute will correct me. Yes. And I, and I will deserve it. Yes. But that was, I, I haven't even watched that match. It was a really fun match. It was just like for funsies. Because yeah. those three were not going to play each other in the tournament. Right. They were in different brackets. Yeah. So it was never going to work out that way. So just for funsies, they had those three play each other. Um, so currently we have Oakland Amy yeah. made it to the finals. Uh, a guy named Andrew, a younger guy, and a guy named Sam, who looks like Steve Martin, and won the professors. They have a college professors tournament. Amazing. He won that tournament. Caitlin, the last episode, like I said, the best of three. First person who wins three games. I'm like so wins. wrapped, guys. You have no idea. <laughs> you are two listeners. You had to wait to episode 300 to get these hot Jeopardy takes. <laughs> Andrew wins the first game. Amy wins the next game. Andrew wins the second game. And then, so now, Amy and Andrew both have two games apiece. Yeah. Either one of them could take it. Yeah. The thing is, and they put out this stat, and I was furious, Caitlin. Okay. I was furious. All right. The stat was, Amy and Sam had both answered more clues correctly. Right. Than Andrew did. Andrew just plays more aggressive. Oh. He kept finding daily doubles and would bet everything every time. Right. The last game? Yeah. Caitlin? Yeah. Caitlin? Yeah. The last game. Double Jeopardy. Yeah. Andrew gets the first. Andrew was kind of in middle. Amy might have had the lead. Andrew finds the first daily double. Yeah. Bets it all. Gets it right. Okay. Andrew's now in the lead. Picks the next clue. Gets the second daily double. <gasps> His next pick. Bets it all again. Loses. Oh. <gasps> fucking roller coaster y'all oh my god up and down and then sam pulled it out because amy didn't bet enough in final jeopardy she was oh. too conservative in final jeopardy if she had bet more aggressively she could have won the entire thing oh my god but she was too conservative and sam bet it all in the last clue because he knew like it's his last it could be his last shot so he yeah. bet it all in final jeopardy sam gets it right sam wins the game so now it's two two wins two wins and one win going into next week oh my god y'all and there are two games left kind of could be one right right could be one at most two yeah so, oh my God! It's been it has been up and down. If you are not watching Jeopardy right now, <laughs> you pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> this is the most exciting Jeopardy has you, ever been. You're gonna you're gonna catch me down at one of these <laughs> one of these clubs in Little St. Clair West, <laughs> Little Italy, asking them to turn the World Cup off so I can watch Jeopardy. <laughs> and immediately getting the ship kicked out of me <laughs> and thrown into a back alley. Surprise, surprise! They're already watching Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> They're little old men. All little old men watch Jeopardy. Jordan, listen when we. <laughs> As we as we saw on Twitter, when Twitter when Twitter folds down, we're all just posting up outside of cafes like old Italian men all day, <laughs> just commenting on current events. <laughs> Friends, that's what I'm getting into, and we have a lot to talk about after this break. Yeah. So when we come back, it's your episode 300 crapathon. Tommy Lee Jones double feature. This is not something I could have predicted, but I'm delighted that it happened. <laughs> More after this break. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the show where we talk about the things we have brought each other. And this week we did just that. It is the show where we talk about the things we brought each other. Thanks, Kate. This is the part where we do that. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, before we talk about the things we've brought each other, 
We have rules. Yeah, we do. The first rule is the rule of three. That is the rule that if the thing comes in parts or episodes, we will watch, consume, read three of them so that the thing gets a chance to become the thing it is trying to become. We wanted to give it, you know, a good chance. But uh, as all as, as both of these things are, are movies, it doesn't really apply. It does not apply. Do you know, not very long ago, uh, someone cute told me that a restaurant needed three episodes to figure out what it wanted to oh become. Oh my God, yes. And I was like, please, let's bring that. Let yes. us bring that into the popular vernacular, please. You, you can apply this to your entire life. You put it, use it for everything. Three dates, unless they're particularly horrible. There's always exceptions. Uh, three times to a restaurant. Three <laughs> types of food. Always. In every scenario. Um, the second rule is hashtag save for the pod. That is the rule that we will not talk about these things before we are sitting in front of these microphones. Because we want you guys, our lovely listeners, to get the freshest, hottest of takes. Listen, I sat down to watch the second thing. And Caitlin and I were like, like we had to pay money for these. Yeah. We had to pay money for these. Um, and I bought the first one, and then I watched it, and then I went to fire up the second one, and I was like, well, I guess I'll just start watching it, because it's okay, this is the one Kate's paying for, and it's her account, so I'll just start I'll just start playing it. Um, she had already rented it and watched it. Yeah. It was like, do you want to start this over? I was like, oh my God, she already watched it. Had no idea. No idea. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we said, we, we do this because, you know, even though these things are old, so old, because... <laughs> They're from the 90s. It was the 90s. <laughs> it was the 90s. Um, if you know, you know. Um, th- we still want you guys to be as surprised as we are about what each other thought about them. Um, and finally, the last rule, which is not really a rule, it is more of a policy, is that there will be spoilers. Come on. Um, it's Come really on. hard to spoil Come on. these movies. These are like... These are like director's first movie. Like it is like by rote. Like it's 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 very much formulaic. But if you are the type of person who is like, I've never seen these. I would like to watch them for myself and then maybe come back. I just maybe someone's been bugging you to watch them with them and you don't want to you know, know anything about it. You want to go in blind. You want to have the same experience like, we had. Oh my God. Somebody, I have a first date next week and she wants to watch Volcano. And then, then I understand. But at this point in time, you need to get the fuck out. Nicely, kindly, lovingly, get the fuck out. We don't want you here. We don't want you complaining. We don't want an angry letter about how we spoiled the whole thing. You've been given oh my God. so much warning. You babies. Also, geekdownpod at gmail.com. That's always been there. We haven't mentioned it in like 100 episodes. but Yeah. And the only thing we get is ads. Um, <laughs> no, one person has sent us an email. Um, maybe after 300 episodes, maybe. we'll get our first maybe. email. Um, actually, you know what? That's not true. I, I, have to, I have to correct that because I dig that email asking us to play that, test that game out. We did get yeah. we did get free we did get free swag once yeah. asking us to play a game and also I mean the best email it, after Kira emailed us the first time we just should have shut the account down because yeah. nothing was ever going to top that nothing's ever and and for those of you who don't know Kira is our number one fan um, and we love her so much um, so anyways that's those are the rules so I was trying to think of things we could watch because or specifically something for me to bring Kate yeah. already had had an idea of what she wanted. And I did manage to, I did figure out what we're going to watch for next week to cap Crapathon off. So look forward to that. Might be more, more momentous than episode 300. Oh, can't wait. Shut it. <laughs> um, and then Kate was like, 
you can watch this movie or this movie. And I said, which one has Pierce Brosnan? And she's like, not that one, dummy. You watched that one two years ago. <laughs> and I went, right. That was Dante's Peak. I said, well, give me give me this one. She's like, it has Tommy Lee Jones in it. <laughs> I, the clouds parted. And I remembered a movie I've thought about frequently <laughs> through the course of doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember, should it be a crapathon movie or just a regular movie? And then I rewatched it and I went, I made the right choice. This is 1994's Blown Away, or AKA, let's try to make the dude an action star. Yep. Is an ac- action thriller film directed by Stephen Hopkins and starring Jeff Bridges, Tommy Lee Jones, Forrest Whitaker, Susie Amos, and Lloyd Bridges. The film was distributed and financed by MGM, a studio which was in financial difficulty at the time. It was the first action film starring Jeff Bridges, who was by then a 45-year-old leading man. Bridges said he was always interested in the genre, particularly as his father Lloyd, who, as mentioned, is in the film, appeared in High Noon fighting Gary Cooper. Um, So Wikipedia gives me a full scene-by-scene breakdown (laughs) of the entire film, and IMDb gives me this. An Irish bomber escapes from prison and targets a member of the Boston Bomb Squad. Woo! I mean, (laughs) I guess that's it. That's all you need Mo- to know. Movies were pretty thin back then. Um, you may be asking yourself, who plays the Irish freedom fighter? You may be that, asking this. You may ask yourself, who in this movie of all the actors you <laughs> named would be playing an Irish freedom fighter? And Is while, it Forrest Whitaker? Does he do a great Irish accent? I would say it's Texas-born <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones playing, I don't know what his first name is, but his last name's Garrity. Tommy Lee Jones is a four-time Academy Award-nominated actor and a supporting actor winner for The Fugitive. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones is very talented, and he can do many things. Yes, he can. An Irish accent is not one of them. No, it is not. I was flabbergasted <laughs> by, <laughs> by just how Simpsons Leprechaun Jace. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna I'm going to see your Tommy Lee Jones can't do an Irish accent. <laughs> uh, yes, I made him joke. Good, good. And good. I will raise you uh-huh. that Jeff Bridges can't do a Boston accent. That thing comes and goes, it man. Really, I I don't even think I realized he was attempting one till like a third of the way through the movie. It's like he starts so strong in the sentence, and then by the end of the sentence, it's just the dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like it's literally just a say hi to your mother for me, like away from <laughs> away from Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Say hi to your mother for me, okay? Uh, but that, okay, so that's, okay. The accents are questionable. The plot here, yes, is, what a plot. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, former IRA member. Uh, we have to, we talked about Dairy Girls not too long ago. That's yeah. the same vibe we're working with here. Um, during the Troubles in Northern Ireland. He's in prison. He breaks out of prison. He, for reasons, goes to America. Yeah. And then sees uh, superhero bomb squad uh, member Jeff Bridges, a.k.a. Uh, was it? J- Jimmy Dove. Jimmy Dove. <laughs> Jimmy Dove. 
tell me you have changed your identity without telling me you've changed your identity, <laughs> uh, Mr. Dove. Um, sees him on TV and gets a, gets, a, gets a look on his face. There's and then something. He takes a job as a janitor at the police department and immediately starts concocting the most overcomplicated <laughs> <laughs> explosive devices, uh, targeting all of. Uh, the members of the Boston bombs, Boston Police Department bomb squad, because he's got history. I, he's got history with Jimmy Dove. If if this movie came out before Batman, nineteen eighty nine Batman, mm-hmm. I would say this is Tommy Lee Jones audition tape for Joker. <laughs> there are toys involved. He's doing weird things with his face. He's too intense. He's, yeah, he's making a lot of their choices being made <laughs> all over lot. with this performance. Too many choices. Um, Someone needed to give him some more notes. Like, <laughs> tone it down, Tommy Lee. So how how did you... <laughs> first thing I have in my notes is like, <laughs> Jones is literally just missing a shillelagh. Um, <laughs> but as a, like, thriller, yeah. how did it rate with you, if at all? I mean, this is what I mean by like, and and I am not defending the movie Volcano at all. Like, this is very like by the numbers of a movie. Mm. It, it's it's honestly, it's like good guy um, has a new family, like uh, has has a, a woman he has and a child that he needs to protect. Trying to ha- trying to leave the old life behind. Trying to his li- life of violence because the spoiler is he was also in the IRA and then. Well, no, fled. they they weren't the IRA. They were even worse than the IRA. They were like crazier than the IRA. And he was just a kid, and you know he's he's still paying back what he did, and and there's just like you know. It, he, of course, he loses his mentor figure, which is every hero in every American movie needs to do. And there's a hot tub involved. And um, it was just, it wasn't. I was, after the mentor passes away, which I don't even understand. Why, why'd you get up, Lloyd? Like, why did you even stand? Yeah. The whole thing is, again, everything is Rube Goldberg. Um, as Tommy Lee Jones is targeting all these all these members of the bomb squad. It should also be said, young Forrest Whitaker here plays the uh, the hotshot who wants to cause be na- the hero. Because, like Kate said, uh, Jeff Bridges now has a, a young family that he wants to protect. You know, he's met this uh, single mother that he's uh, that he's married. He has married, and he's yeah. like, I'm not. I'm out of the. I'm out of the field. I'll teach. Yeah. Give me a desk job. Yeah. You know, whatever. We'll do that. And now you have uh, you have young Forrest Whitaker, the hotshot, who's going to take his place. Yeah. He's really cocky. Sidebar. If you ask me what I want out of life, yeah. it's everything Forrest Whitaker does in his off time. Okay. When he gets home and he and just, he turns he on just the puts music. on the stereo, yeah. puts the headphones on, just kicks back. Yeah. I mean, without the... Explosion? Without the Explosives. overcomplicated explosives, but yeah. yes. Um, also, the th- one of the things I enjoyed the most about this movie was Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I just thought he had a great performance. Um, not, not a surprise. Because um, he's not taking it too seriously. No. <laughs> he knows he, what he's there to he do. He knows what he's in. He saw Tommy Lee Jones and said, you're doing a lot. I'm going to do less than you. Um, but it's the moment. Yes. Yeah, so, so so he's targeting all the members. Um, his it's Lloyd Bridges plays Jeff Bridges' uncle. Yes. But you don't know that till like near the end. Oh, of the I, don't even, yeah, I don't even think I put together when I watched it. <laughs> when I watched it. This, this is Loki, another latchkey kid movie. Like I've seen yeah. this movie oh, like 900 yeah. times. Um. He tried. He was a former beat cop. 
and he's trying to like do Jimmy a solid yeah. and like use his connects to try and hunt down his old country connects to try to hunt this guy to hunt down uh, Garrity yep. and ends up getting uh, found out. And because he's like 90 <laughs> fisticuffs do not go, uh, go well, although he did get a good shot on him with that pipe. So, yeah. um, so we get strapped up like St. Sebastian on some playground and basically it's like a, like a level, like there's a little like roulette ball yeah. in a tube and he's got to keep it level. If it tilts to one side, it's going to ignite something. Um, and super bomb squad guy is like, just give me a second. And then Lloyd's like, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Gets up and blood explodes. Yeah. Um, it's the scene afterwards where it's supposed to be his like lowest moment. <laughs> And he's in... He's in the, this hot tub that he's been, you know, talked to Max about a couple times. He can't get the bubbles to work. Um, and his, his wife finds him there. And she's like, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, clearly you did four bottles of whiskey in. And he like stumbles. <laughs> he stumbles in the hot tub and his gun goes off. <laughs> and I forgot his gun goes off. And I fucking howled, Kate. Well, that and then like, so this guy is... Coming after him and his family, and his wife knows this, and she goes, he, she leaves, and he's like, where are you going? She's like, it's the night of the concert. I'm like, what? She's a violinist, y'all. <sighs> and I was like, this makes no sense. Well, but of course it has to be set up that way. Also, the but from the Save the Cat playbook, how do you know he's a bad guy? Oh, oh, which, what does he do? Does he... Kills the dog. He, oh, of course. Right, 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 right. Of course. Kills the dog. He either has... Kills to, the dog. And and scares a woman and her kid. Like, yes. that is... That obviously, he's a bad guy. Um, And then it's the moment. So he tracks him down. Jimmy tracks him, checks Garrity down to this this dilapidated casino boat that he's <laughs> Yes. Um, which is just rife with traps and little tripwires that shoot nails or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, there's like a there's like a standoff because Garrity's like lying that he's a uh, he's put a bomb under the bandstand of this concert that she's giving for the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. And there's a standoff. Oh, that's not the real trigger. He's actually holding it in his other hand, and then he's going to now set off his masterpiece. Rube Goldberg could not do it better, Caitlin. This fucking. Nope. Liquid iron down a drain pipe into a roulette wheel, mm-hmm. flicks, a, flicks a match, lights a wick. So the thing is, what I like about... As they fight the whole way down as this thing is progressing. Thank God he made it the most complicated bomb in the world, so there was time to uh, have course. this fight. Um, because he's a madman. Um, an Irish madman. Um, well, cause what... You know that, Kate, because he, he does this when he blows up. Remember that? Just the look? Remember when he goes... Right, because he, he thinks he's a saint. He's one with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and he heard U2 for the first time that week. <laughs> yeah, and he loved U2, <laughs> let me tell you. Could not get enough of U2. Um, it... I like... What I liked about... Okay, so... Um, We've talked a lot about... I can't believe I'm bringing up Forensic Files. Uh, so, what I like about Forensic nice. Files is they will, like, explain things like... Or or even um, something like... I don't know. Even CSI will, like, explain, like, how they got the explosives. Or, like, they'll track them down because explosives are hard to get certain materials for, right? No, no. They never explain 
any of the explosives. They don't explain what's going on. Even the scene at the beginning where he like basically swallowed a condom full of something. Kerosene or some sort of... Never explain yeah. what it is. And I mean, fine, it's the first scene. But like, they could have easily... This is my thing about the whole like... Just throw in a line about something or like he's like a master of manufacturing like dirty bombs or I don't know. But I was like, where is he getting all this like C4 and shit? Also that classic prison break of just blowing a wall out from yeah. the side of your cell yeah. and this running. This is not Shawshank redem- Redemption, my friend. <laughs> he just not. blows a wall. Absolutely not. And he's out. Um, Yeah. Probably, I actually laughed at a couple parts. Good. And one of them was when he goes, oh, Tommy, on the day of your wedding. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Is that, so Jimmy's real name is Liam. Yes. Oh, I get maybe, does he go, oh, Liam on yeah. the day of your, oh, Liam yeah, on the day of Yeah, he keeps calling him Liam yeah. when he's like talking to like the television. Yes. Oh, it's a beautiful family. Have their Liam. Yeah. That was a better Irish accent than Tommy Lee Jones. And I'm I'm just doing the Simpsons leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Who did he date? Oh, Liam, on your on your wedding day, even Liam. (laughs) Potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! If he if he had done that, it it would have made the movie for me. Um, Yeah, flat. That is the. That's the takeaway from this movie. Just flat. And yet, it was so trash and so dumb. And like, all the slow motion slowdowns, um, when they have this little robot that has like a bomb in it. Oh my god. Can we talk, (laughs) can we talk about the setup of the first bomb where you see Jimmy at work? Yes. Show how adept he is. Yes. Oh. It's at the MIT computer lab and some jilted lover has... Put a bomb. He's a jilted hacker lover. In a computer. Yeah. And the, <laughs> this is again, <laughs> so you know, I'm, I'm going to take that Kevin guy's uh, 90s drop and just add it in for any. <laughs> it's not just that she has to keep typing or the bomb will go off. Yeah. That would have been fine, but yeah. you needed to add an element of time to it. Yes. So, of course. <laughs> if she, when she fills the hard drive. Yep. When she fills the hard drive, Kate. <laughs> Your kids don't even know. <laughs> by typing a whole th- three bits uh, per many, letter. Just a minute, how many bits does this stupid computer have? Oh, and it's counting down in the corner because oh, every yeah. computer back there had showed you like rattling down yeah. for every character you typed. Every letter is like ticking off a byte of. No, a byte was eight bits, right? So, yeah. <laughs> and she's down there like. Sawing the desk apart, being like, how many bites are left? <laughs> she's like, three. Go now. And she's just typing love you over and over. She's been at it for hours. She's yeah. sweaty. She's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody had ever, I don't, they clearly typed the script on a typewriter because they did not oh. have any idea how computers work. Nope. Nope. This is at MIT, y'all. The, the greatest technological institute in America. Maybe they should have let them give them some notes. Running on two eighty sixes. Uh, and yes, and then they would they would slow down these portions where he'd be like, "Get out, <laughs> go!" But it was too long. Like it wasn't like cool slow motion. It was just like way. It's like we have to make the movie a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, it's like they added frames in as opposed to taking them out. It yeah. It was it's it was a um. Hey hey Jordan. Hmm. 
I was blown away by it. Oh my god. I don't have the drop on here. You can just say me. boo. You can just boo at me. It's fine. I'm prepared. Thanks. Thank you. I'll uh, I'll be here for forever. Me and Chelsea. Kate, what are you rating this? Um, punch kicks. I'm gonna say like a seven. That's much higher than I would give. Well, it's like it's a good I'm trashy. It like a five and a half. It's like a good trashy movie. Like it's it's dumb and like you could have it in the background and you could do a drinking game. How many times does Tommy Lee Jones say something ridiculous? Oh my god! Um, oh my god! You could take bets on who has the worst accent. Um, you can take bet drinking game on how many times a Jeff Bridges's Boston accent disappears and comes back. You know, there's all kinds of things. Um, Friends, that's on Amazon Prime for $5. <laughs> no, maybe I deduct a point because they made me pay for it. That's it. It's a six. It's a six because they made me pay for it. Um, if it was free, I'd be like, yes. How dare you try? <laughs> I feel like there's someone at the like MGM subscription branch <laughs> of the Amazon Prime company who saw that transaction go through. And they were like... <laughs> and there was, there was like a red phone that they just picked up and they're like, somebody just bought Blown Away. Like, Is it those weird podcast kids again? <laughs> <laughs> it's like was it, was it Ontario? It's always Ontario. It's always Ontario. What are those kids doing? And they sorted that out and they said, "Oh, it's just them." And then something else blipped on their screen, and they picked up the phone again. Yeah, they were like, "Somebody finished blown away, and then bought volcano." <laughs> they must really like Tommy Lee Jones. Call, call an ambulance. <laughs> Kate, yeah. tell us about Volcano. So, I need to give you a little bit of backstory. Oh, God. There's backstory? There's backstory. So, I was really mad at Volcano in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> because... Ooh, Volcano! <laughs> because, okay, here's the thing. Dare I ask why you were mad at Volcano in 1997? Because, and I don't know if I legitimately... Okay, I, I'm just double checking this um, because it's it's actually it's important um, because so when I was a kid um, in 1997 in February of 1997 do you want to know what came out in February of 1997 yeah what came out Dante's Peak and I was like and I I. I didn't go to the theaters and see it. I mean, I was a kid. No one's taking me to that. But it was one of those things that I was sort of like aware of. You know, the trailers came up. TV trailers came up. Yes, they used to have those. And uh, and I was like, oh, cool. And, and I remember seeing it on TV. And then in April of 1997, you want to know what came out? What came out, Kate? Volcano. And I went, this is ridiculous. Some great value... <laughs> volcano bullshit i was like they stole the plot of dante's peak and turn it into this other movie i don't know that you can might remember steal natural disaster as a plot device remember i was a kid right <laughs> all i knew is that there were two movies and they were about volcanoes and this was ridiculous and then I ended up seeing Volcano. And again, this is Dante's Peak, Volcano. For me, these were movies that were on like Sundays, right? Like that you could just hey, were on all the time. Don't forget, don't forget the other option that we had here. Which was? The Core. The Core, yes. I feel like Which, when we talked about Dante's Peak, we mentioned that it, it happened, that movie came out, yes, in a, in a renaissance for, 
specifically magma related uh disaster <laughs> movies and for some reason i was drawn to them and i don't know why <laughs> um but anyway so so that that's what stuck in my mind so when you liked dante's peak as much as you did i was like you know what let's see if the ugly stepsister volcano uh, hits as hard. And I hadn't seen it. I think maybe I saw it once when, or parts of it that, you know, got cobbled together as once when I was a kid. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. And you're going to be like, that sounds awfully familiar. Um, Volcano is a 1997 American disaster film. Um, the film stars Tommy Lee Jones, Anne Heche, Don Cheadle, and Keith David, and tells the story of an effort to divert the path of a dangerous lava th- flow through the streets of Los Angeles following the formation of a volcano at La Brea Tar Pits. Um, so, and it has like a background. Like, they're like, the storyline was conceived from a screenplay written by Jerome Armstrong and Billy Ray and was inspired by the 1943 formation of the Paracutan Volcano in Mexico. I'm sure that's not how you say it. I apologize. <laughs> um, the things I love about this film are that the lava becomes the, the like, the villain. Like, the lava becomes the monster. Um, and also... It's ridiculous. So, basically, in downtown Los Angeles, an earthquake strikes. Mike Rourke, the new director of the city's Office of Emergency Management, insists on coming to work to help out with the crisis. Basically, all you need to know is a supermassive, like, volcano slash earthquake erupts under Los Angeles because as you know there's a fault line and that's really all you need to know and magma starts to spew into the streets there are um there's that volcanic lightning we talked about during Dante's <laughs> Peak there are uh, what does she call them volcano bombs lava <laughs> bombs um things are on fire and also Keith David shows up <laughs> That's like get, get to the re- get to the real reason of why you gave me this movie. Caitlin. Um, why? another excuse why? to talk about Goliath. Well, yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Keith David is like the patron saint of this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and I will get into like the Keith the Keith David thing showing up, like because it still perplexes me. <laughs> um, Keith David has no role in this film. No, they gave him lines and he doesn't die, and he just is there. And I'm like, someone just like owed Keith David a solid. I he's think. he's there to be like, you can't possibly move all this magma down this road. Yeah, and Mickey Rourke's like, I bet sure I can. It's <laughs> my Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, uh, look, you made him from St. Louis. Just make him from Texas, okay? <laughs> just like, like, just let him be from Texas. Um, Caitlin. Yeah. This is a better movie than Blown Away. Yes. I have one major criticism. <gasps> Only one? Okay. Yes. I wish Godzilla was in it. <laughs> that would have made it better. My God. I wish all the problems they were doing. I wanted this to be the American Shin Godzilla. I just yeah. wanted... <laughs> because there's a lot of like... Also, did you ever mention Don Cheadle's in this movie? Yeah, yeah. I just said Don Cheadle. <laughs> and Don Cheadle's great in this movie. He really is. In like supporting. And I had no idea he was in this movie. So mm-hmm. when he showed up, I was like, oh, damn. Um, and they actually gave him stuff to do. Yes. He didn't die either. Yeah. Um, he was the boss. He was in charge. Yeah. When, when Tommy Lee Jones was out running from magma, he was the one holding the office down. And dragging his daughter around. Listen. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I just... Because what this... <laughs> the, like, somber title card at the beginning. <laughs> it's like the Organization of Emer- Emergency Whatever. Which is basically, like, the 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 civic bureau that, like... Yeah. Holds the shit together when the shit goes bad. So there's a lot of... It immediately reminded me of Shin Godzilla because it's like stuff's... The minor stuff starts happening. Yes. And it's like, well, Public Works wants to do this, but the MTA is like, fuck, no, you're not doing that. We're already doing this. Like, yeah. type of thing. And it's just this this red tape headbutting that's happening between the two, mm-hmm. which is like Shin Godzilla when a giant lizard comes out of the ocean. And it's like, get the Navy to deal with it. It came out of the ocean. It's like, you deal with it. It's in the city now. Yeah. Um. So when, when those guys get burned under the street... I'm like, oh, I really wish Godzilla killed him. Um, I just wish there, I just wish there had been a kaiju. Should here. we just pretend that the lava was a kaiju? Would that make it better? I can, I can fucks with that. Yeah, because that's how they treat it, right? Like the the lava becomes okay. this like thing they put all their resentment and hate towards. Internet, get me my kaiju cut, a <laughs> volcano. Just throw a couple shots of gamma in there every twenty minutes, yeah. and or some sort of weird Mothra like. That said, yeah. Um, while I did enjoy the movie better, also we were very unfair to Anne Heche culturally as a society. I, yeah, I remember watching. I was watching the movie and I was like, "Why? Why was society so mean to Anne Heche?" Uh, I can't totally remember. I think she just was like a punching bag. I mean, that happened a lot. In she the was. She had a very public uh, mental break that I'm now getting caught up on again on Wikipedia. Um, culturally, I don't think. Anyone was prepared to have empathy for because we didn't do that then. And well, also, I was a child. <laughs> I'm blaming you specifically. Oh, okay. Uh, right. No, I just remember like she was with Ellen at Ellen's peak. Yep. Coming out, mm-hmm. um, and then her and Ellen broke up, and she had a. Uh, I don't go into all the details, but she had a very like sort of public mental break mm-hmm. um, that was reported on, and I think people kind of like went, Ugh, and which was probably. To be expected at the time, I don't think in this climate, oh, yeah. people would go, yeah, I think there would be a lot more empathy. Um, and also, you know, she she died recently, and <laughs> seeing yeah. her in this movie made me sad for that reason, too. Um, she was great in the movie. Yeah. She was fantastic. It, made, um, it honestly made me go, damn, she should have been a bigger movie star. Like, she's yeah. very charismatic. Don't need the snuggling. They didn't need yeah. to, they, why are you trying to romance this up? Like, yeah, like, I know every hero needs to have a romantic interest, but, like... Tommy Lee and Anne Heche, like, they didn't ever make out in this movie. No, they didn't, they didn't. know each other before. They weren't exes. But she was, she like, wasn't... touching his face at some moment. And yeah. I'm like, oh, come And, down. like, at the end, there was, like, this weird, like, Christian side hug. Like, <laughs> like it was, there was no, it wasn't, like, a big kiss at the end or anything. No. They didn't go on a first date like Pierce Brosnan. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was just strange and they were really trying to like wedge it in there <laughs> they're trying to wedge that in there and also the side story the side b plot of the uh the train the, no the oh, oh my god there was another b plot <laughs> yeah there was there was b plot there was c plot if you're gonna go at this movie for ripping off dante's peak you need to go off of it for that c plot with the mta workers in the train yeah where the boss who's kind of a jerk like yeah. For no reason. <laughs> so I completely forgot this, uh, this part. Okay, well, there are two things. A, I thought for some reason the subway played a way bigger role in this movie. <laughs> I don't know why. B, I didn't remember that. I think I because I was like, oh, oh, that's the scene with the grandma. Like, that is what my head does. <laughs> and then I was watching it and senior correspondent Chris was like, oh, yeah, this part. And I was like, 
what's with this part? I thought he was just going to like jump and like get the guy. No, he just straight jumps into the lava. <laughs> Guy's got like a two inch vertical. He literally just kind of hops straight into lava and then launches oh. this subway driver. Who they don't catch. He like fully face plants. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many people comedically catching on fire in this movie that yeah. they don't think is funny at the time. Like, oh, and the the black gentleman and the cop who have solved racism. That's what that was my B plot. The the wedged in. That's the, like the, the D plot. The, the solving the solving of racism between a clearly racist cop. LA cop, yeah, and a guy who just gets you know picked up for nothing because the LAPD in the nineties. Which, which actually was one of the most true things in this film, was that he just Probably. cuffs him for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. Even as his partner is like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> even the All cop right. who tries to be good is even like, yeah. okay, I guess we're taking him in because that's what we do because we're cops. Um, also, uh, John Corbett is in this movie for like <laughs> 10 minutes. Aiden from Sex and the City yep. is like in there to just play like a shady developer. Which, as senior correspondent... Chris pointed out this storytelling is actually really solid because they set up the building they collapsed they did. as the they jerk did. boyfriends. Oh, the doctor. Doctor was Asian. And she had her she was a it was a Mako Mori. She had her own arc with her and her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She had her own thing. She didn't fall in love with anyone. Nope. In fact, she like she told the boyfriend like basically like fuck off. Like I'm busy being a doctor. Yeah. And like is it, and I was they had i just i was literally just the most impressed that it was a woman of color given this role that like her being asian was not a huge part of her character and like the two female scientists like they're just friends hanging out doing science one of them got engulfed by one uh, of them should have been godzilla but yes one of them did (laughs) one of them did fall down fall down a ravine really you could say that was uh, that was Godzilla's flame coming through the crack. Really. I, and I did. Yes. <laughs> when yes. I made the decision to include Godzilla in this movie, I did not waver from that game. No. Okay, great. Made the ending a little harder. but yeah. So there are like all these plots going on, but probably the most infuriating is the do- 13-year-old daughter being told to look, look after some children. And then like okay, so, the nonsense that ensues. So... What is this kindergarten cop? The only, the only solution they have for the lava is to block. The first, it's block the lava. Yes, just kind of block the lava, and then maybe if they dump enough water on it at one time, it'll harden itself. It'll it'll form a crust and dam itself. Yeah. Um, and so they do that initially. Um, and you reminded me about solving racism. Make sure I go back to that. Okay. Um. Don't don't let me forget to solve racism. <laughs> we got to do that. It's been on our, our for three hundred shows now. It's been on I keep our to do Keeping to go back to that. I keep forgetting. Um, but then Anne Hayes goes and checks out something else, and she's like, "Oh my god, this isn't actually going to work. It's going to move in this way." Yeah. Um, and we need to divert it to the ocean. Yeah. Um, I I think I checked out at this point. I don't know if they actually did or if they dammed it again with the building. But no, no, they they dammed it and got it to curve to go towards the towards ocean. the ocean, right? Because <clears throat> the original plan they had, the way the ground was sloping, it wasn't going to naturally flow out into the ocean that yeah. way. They had to do something else. So they just uh, decide in 15 minutes to <laughs> knock a building down. Yeah. And it's the shot of Tommy Lee Jones just haphazardly grabbing a jackhammer. <laughs> To try and put a hole in the ground to put explosives, and this is his one plan. This is our one shot. We're just gonna. Yeah. Right here. 
knock this building down for no reason. And yes, of course, um, to add drama to this moment, Tommy Lee Jones's kid who has been left in charge. Uh, what was her? What's that actress's name? She's that like one of those now and then girls. Okay. Uh, Gabby Hoffman. That's her name. <laughs> they leave her in charge of these kids so she can wander off looking for one of them. Yeah. Who then wanders out like through the garage of this building they're about to knock down. So Tommy Lee Jones can just run in slow motion to try and save More her. More slow motion. As this building is collapsing. And I guess it works. Like I said, I was doing my dishes at this point. so I, <laughs> um, I would like to say now that Tommy Lee Jones has slow motion in all of his contracts. Um, <laughs> it has to be done. Um, Listen, he's an old man from Texas. He needs to... <laughs> Some help to add drama here. Um, um, it was the moment then when they have knocked the building down. Yeah. The lava has diverted. Yeah. Did it start raining at that point? Oh, possibly. There was a cleansing rain at some yeah. point, I feel oh, like, yes, in there this was, movie. It was everyone had mud on their face from all the ash. And the child goes, look at everyone's faces. They're all the same. Thanks, yep. Volcano. And then the rain washed it all away and everyone went back to being different colors. <laughs> everyone went back to... Being racist because it was Los Angeles in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and then apparently I am to believe there is, we were left with a volcano in the middle of Los Angeles now. Yep. Mount oh, Wilshire. Yeah. That's what we, that's what we ended with. Oh yeah. And it is active. Um, also I do need <laughs> active to... with a space between every letter. Yes. A-C-T-I-V-E. Oh, active. Active. Um, I also need to shout out the, uh, I don't know, F plot. Where are we now? Of Gator. Gator. Gator is a character. That Tommy Lee Jones tells to take care of. He, he manages to wrestle him out of the tunnel where everyone is dying. Uh-huh. Um, he survives. And then uh, Tommy Lee Jones tells him to find his daughter and stay with his daughter. He does not do that. The last time you see Gator is when he's in the building hanging out with the guy whose leg's been crushed and can't get out from the beam. Oh, I was definitely doing my dishes and at that point. The, I remember the guy saying, my legs broke, help me move this. And I'm like, my G, you're, this is a wrap for you. Yeah, like, and Gator stays with him. <gasps> Gator, no. And dies and tells everyone like it's okay to blow up the building with him in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He sacrifices himself. And I'm pretty sure that all Gator scenes got cut. <laughs> and it was like three the, check-ins with Gator. It was like Gator beginning, made. middle, end. And that was it. <laughs> that was your like F plot. That was, that was the, the Gator narrative arc. Yeah. Yeah. That we never got and we deserved. Okay. So we want uh, more Gator and more Gamera. That's, the, <laughs> that's yes. what I want out of this movie. <laughs> more Kaiju and justice for Gator. That's what I want. Yeah. Um. As crap, this was like uh this was like a seven, seven and a half. Yeah. I definitely had a better time watching this movie than I did rewatching <laughs> Blown Away. I was like, ooh, Blown Away is a much worse movie than I remember it being. <laughs> and apparently I just have I remember being delighted by Dante's Peak and I was low key not mad at this movie either. I was like, I guess is Caitlin onto something with these magma disaster, <laughs> these disaster movies? movies? Oh, there's more to come in the future, let me tell you. Hot damn. Um I have to say that uh there's something about everything being on fire <laughs> and <laughs> volcanoes causing volcano lightning. I just um, really relate to everything being on fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> we just, we feel it in our souls. It really now. speaks to us in, mm-hmm. in 2022. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, so, that's also on Amazon Prime. If you have another $5 in your wallet, <laughs> <laughs> um, you will get a wellness check call <laughs> from the people at Amazon. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
They'll they'll pick up that red phone. Like they'll you, track it down. you are and you are consuming a dangerous level of Tommy Lee Jones. You need to you need to walk that back. If if U.S. Marshals is your next purchase, we will call the police. <laughs> uh, uh, and friends, I think that's just about going to do it for this installment of November Cravathon. If you have thoughts on Tommy Lee Jones's best performance. <laughs> You can let us know on Twitter. God, I don't have to drop up. Oh, God. I forgot I had this drop. I'm going to I'm gonna go with this one for Twitter going forward. It's like, you can get us at twitter.com slash geekdompod. That's what Twitter's like these days. Something going to be so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I use the vomit sound effect again. But, whew, for the time being, can't say you'll get a response, but I can say as of this moment... We're still on that's, Twitter. That's where we are. Uh, otherwise, friends, if you made it this far into this beefy Tommy Lee Jones filled episode, I can let you know that we're wrapping it up. The clouds parted in my brain. I was like, oh my God. Like bad movies. What are bad movies that we need to get to? And I, through Facebook, did what I'm doing now. It's like grabbed her by the shoulders uh-huh. and I started shaking her. Yes. And I said, Caitlin, we have to do cats. And my response was a long, drawn out, no, no, so we're going to do cats next week. Pray for me. Pray for both of us. This is going to be, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about cats. Frankly, I'm excited about cats. I... I'm not, but I'm sort of, I, I kind of like, I'm dreading watching it because I know like the disaster that awaits. Wait, did they get rid of the, what did they, didn't they change it? They did just, did, they got rid they of. took out the balls, didn't they? Or? I know, I, they got rid of the like buttholes, I think. <laughs> I think that They got rid of something. Well, listen, I, if, if you've got a hookup for the OG uh, uh. ball inclusive, <laughs> the, the avec testicles. Uh, <laughs> Cut of cats. Uh, maybe that's what we should start on Twitter. <laughs> that's that's the the, the uh, demand. <laughs> you know what? Where are all you motherfuckers who brought the Snyder cut out? Give me back the balls cut of cats. That's what, that's what I want. All you Snyder cut motherfuckers, uh, mobilize around that, yeah. please. Well, with or without balls, we're talking about cats next week, friends. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you. Thank you for three hundred episodes. It's been fantastic. For the most part. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, barely 300 is going to be the last episode. Yeah. Thanks for hanging, friends. Friends, for all 300 episodes, thank you for spending an hour and change with us every week. It truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you will join us next week for a okay episode of Geek Down Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Are you are you are you done fiddling? <laughs> I'm out of practice. <laughs> Miss. Let's get you home before I have to sleep in my bathtub. <laughs>